Hey guys, I'm Victor, and I'm the host of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I'm excited for today's episode. It's something that's been weighing on my heart, and it's pretty near and dear to me. For years now, ever since the invention of social media, Christians have found ways to misuse it. And so I want to bring up some of those things today. We talk about some of the ways that Christians have been misusing social media, but also some of the ways that we can use it for good. Consider this an open letter to Christians. Thank you for tuning in to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. We'll talk to you soon. You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Bringing Grace to the Nation's podcast. I am your host, Victor, and I am excited to be here today. I'm excited to be able to bring you guys this podcast. This is going to be an interesting podcast. As you could tell from the title of the episode, this podcast is going to be different in nature. This podcast is going to be not as light and funny as a lot of the other podcasts. I don't have Tyler here with me today. We actually recorded an amazing episode Wednesday. And I could not fall asleep last night because this topic was on my heart. And it was so consuming to me that I have to voice myself in this area. And so it's Friday and I'm recording the podcast on Friday. And then the one that we recorded last week will go up on next Saturday. But this podcast is an open letter to Christians with social media. That is uh, the the topic of today's podcast. We're not really going to be diving into any theology. We're not really going to be diving into any doctrine or practices. We are going to be looking at Christians and social media and some things that I've noticed uh, just over the past few days, weeks, months. Uh, it's been pretty prevalent for quite a while. I have, uh, I've been noticing it probably since the Las Vegas tragedy last year. I think that was last year. And it was was prevalent before that, but that was really the, the time where it started clicking. And I really started seeing this problem, uh, with Christians on social media. And... I want to make I want to make something clear, and I, I think I have to be careful because this podcast I'm really winging it. Like I'm coming in here and I'm recording this like off the top of my head. Like this is just something that I need to talk out, and it's it's this podcast, this episode is a lot more for me to think out my thoughts and to process a lot of things. And I hope I can just take you guys on the journey, but it's also for you guys because this is something that I'm not only guilty of, but a large majority of American Christianity is guilty of this too, and I've pretty much had it. Uh, I've gotten to a point to where I can almost no longer hold myself back from talking about this, and that's why I'm recording this episode today. But like I said, I noticed it uh, happening around the time of uh, around the time of the Las Vegas tragedy, and that's really when it, it took foot like that's when I started noticing it that's when it started bugging me that's when it started pulling at me and ever since that tragedy there have been a number of tragedies 
all throughout America. Uh, I think to date today, there have been just about 18 school shootings uh, just in 2018. And that's a scary number. And that number should not be taken lightly. However, a lot of people use tragedies as an avenue to advance their political agenda. Now let's break that down for a second. This episode is not a, polit- a political episode. I am not going to be talking about liberalism or conserv- conservatism. I'm not going to be talking about Republican or Democrat. That's not what this episode is for. This episode is also not saying that social media is a sin. In fact, I'm going to take just a few minutes and talk about why social media is good. But a lot of podcasters and a lot of pastors and a lot of people have this kind of conception that social media is bad and every Christian who uses social media is in sin. And that's not what I'm here to tell you. I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's, that's true. I, I do think social media presents a lot of problems. That's what we're talking about today. However, social media is a whole nother avenue and a whole nother route in which Christians can use. It's a platform for Christians to advance the good news of the gospel. It is a good thing when it's used for good things. However, Christians in America feel the need to advance their political agenda based off of the tragedies that happen in America. And it is not only uh, heartbreaking, it is straight up anti-gospel. Christians that go on social media to advance their political agenda, they are uh, handicapping the advancement of the gospel. And that's what I'm talking about today. Social media has become one of the biggest political platforms that there is for the common person. Uh, and that's that's just not with politics. I saw this when uh, Hurricane Irma came through and Hurricane uh, Harvey went through Texas. I think it was Harvey. Yeah, it was Harvey. It was definitely Harvey. I, we saw this on, on social media, all right? So when those hurricanes were coming through, all of a sudden... Everyone was a weatherman. Everyone thought that they were a meteorologist because of the hurricanes coming through. And you saw that all over social media. That they thought they were meteorologists because there were hurricanes coming through. And in the same way, people, not just Christians, just people in general, believe that they are a politician after a tragedy happens. First of all, I don't understand the thinking behind blaming a specific person for another person's actions, right? I I don't think this thought is correct. I don't think you can blame one person for someone else's actions. The person who acted uh, inappropriately and horrifyingly in a situation is held accountable for his actions, right? And so it is not all of the Republicans' fault for one person thinking it was a good idea to go into a school and shoot it up. That thinking is flawed. And unfortunately, Christians uh, have this thinking because it is what the culture has cultivated. It is what churches have taught you to believe. Churches uh, in, in America basically mean Republican. That's flawed thinking. 
All right. Uh, if if you are not white, then you, you it's automatically assumed that you're liberal, and that's flawed thinking. Liberals automatically hate Republicans, and Republicans automatically hate liberals, and this uh, division is within the church, and it's not a small division. This division is literally ca causing a, sh a crack down the body of Christ. And it is heartbreaking to watch. It is difficult to watch Christians post on social media their political agenda and then having Christians comment on those things saying that you don't care about me, you don't love me, you hate me because of your stance politically. That is heartbreaking to me. It is heartbreaking that we as Christians in America have placed our political agenda in front of our Christianity. We allow our politics to influence the choices we make in Christianity. We uh, automatically, if, if we're Republican, we automatically use our Republican ideals to influence the way we do charity and Christianity. We, as liberals, automatically take our liberal view of charity and believe it's biblical. In fact, all of these things, we put our political agenda and it precedes our Christianity and it is wrong and anti-gospel and you are not going to have any genuine conversion with that thought. Um, and so these are a lot of the problems that are happening in Christianity. And how does that relate to social media, which is really what I want to focus on. Again, this is not a political podcast. I'm not saying liberals are wrong, and I'm not saying Republicans are wrong, but I'm not saying that they're right either. There are a lot of things on the conservative side that are wrong, and there are a lot of things on the Democratic side that are wrong. It's just true. It's the fact of the matter. And when we uh, ascribe ourselves to one side rather than the Bible— we are going to get a, uh, a huge crater, a huge uh, a crack down Christianity, down the body of believers. Christianity was never meant, and, and in its truest form, is not a divisive religion. We see all throughout the New Testament that Jesus was a God and that God is a God of unity. We are called to be one in the body of Christ. And we can only be one in the body of Christ when it's the Bible that precedes all of our decisions. So how does this go to social media? My first point I want to make today is that Christians sometimes just need to shut up. You just need to keep your mouth closed. And that sounds harsh. And I know it's difficult when you see someone who posts something that is directly contrary to your uh, belief. Whether it be not political, not just political, but also religious. Someone could post something about why God doesn't exist. And then you instantaneously feel the need to start a Facebook debate with someone who has already made up their mind. And, and you're, just, you're just creating a platform for other atheists and other non-believers to come on and crush Christianity. Unfortunately, most of your common day Christians are not educated enough to hold 
most debates in that context, whether it be political or religious or ethical or moral, it doesn't matter. We as Christians have not educated ourselves enough to be able to hold a conversation like that. And so we reply with something like, well, the Bible says this and God says this. And the atheist is just going to respond, who cares? I don't hold the Bible to be true. So you're, so you using that as evidence against my claim is useless, is useless. And so we think we're educated enough to hold a Facebook debate when we're not. Sometimes we just need to keep our mouth shut. And that, that's just, it's just common sense. And I know we have the urges to post things on social media. I myself has gotten into multiple Facebook um, discussions slash debates, whether it be on why females should not be in the pulpit or whether it was why Hillsong is just a cult, right? Like I've gotten myself into some situations that were not edifying. They were not uh, building a unity between believers and Christ, right? They were causing division. When, when your atheist uh, family member or your non-believer friends go on Facebook and they go to Facebook and they post a, a picture with, with a short caption saying like, we need new gun laws or, or the gun laws should stay the same or whatever. When they post something like that, we instantaneously feel the need to go refute them for some reason. When in all actuality, our opening, our decision of opening our mouths on social media is just driving them further and further away from the gospel. Facebook is not the platform to evangelize. Now, Facebook is a wonderful platform. Don't get me wrong. It's not wrong if you use it. It's not a sin if you use it. It's not wrong to use it. But it is not the platform to evangelize. There are too many crazy people who will gang up on you and attack you. Or it'll be vice versa. You'll be with the band of crazy people attacking someone else. It is not edifying. It does not build up the body of believers in any cause. And this isn't just for Facebook. I was looking at Twitter and there was this atheist uh, page that just tweeted something out. And there was a Facebook or there was a Twitter uh, user who replied and he was like, no, Jesus is Lord. And it was game on for the atheist community. That man, that person, whoever it was, whoever um, commented that on uh, that Twitter feed was ganged up on by probably 40 or 50 atheists. And it not only went viral, but it went on the trending page, right? So just that one person speaking out the truth and probably good intent allowed for the advancement of the atheist belief. Because not only did that post reach hundreds of thousands of people, it went viral. It trended on Twitter for over a day. And so now every person who is even considering Christianity or is, is really thinking about this Jesus thing is going to look at this 
Twitter feed or is going to see this conversation happen and just watch this person get brutally attacked by all these atheists and he's going to look at these points that these atheists are making in 280 characters or less and he's going to be like wow these are good points i'm not going to be a christian social media is not the platform to advance your political stance now if you are a well-educated christian and, and you genuinely feel the need to comment on something someone said or something uh, someone did, it is perfectly all right to talk to them about it. But publicly posting on their wall or on their Facebook feed is not the way to do it. In Scripture, we're told to approach a brother or sister in Christ who is in sin one-on-one -on -one first. Read Matthew. And then we're supposed to bring a brother or sister with us to talk to them. And then we're supposed to go before the council of the church and so on and so forth. There is a way of approaching people in love and in kindness and in plastering things on people's walls and commenting on people's statuses is not the way to do it. That's, that was never the intent of, that was never the purpose of calling out a brother or sister in love. Now we are called to do that. Don't get me wrong. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. We are called to, to approach a brother and sister and to, and to you know, talk to them about something that we might see going on in their life, whatever it might be. But that by no means gives us the right or the ability to attack them publicly on Facebook. So you either land in one camp, either you're the uneducated Christian and you get bashed by, you know, a bunch of atheists and you advance the atheist cause or you're the very educated Christian and you make some really good points and you're not wrong. You comment things in love. It is still wrong of you to plaster uh, on that person's social media that they're wrong or to attack them or to, uh, it's, it's just not in love. You're not, you're not, you're, you're, you're commenting on their post to be right more than to call them out in love. And I think that's where a lot of educated, reformed, whatever Christians fall into the trap of. Someone will post something about women pastors and I'll comment on it not to show the biblical basis for why men are supposed to be in the pulpit, but to show that I have the biblical knowledge to prove this person wrong. That is the most skewed, unbiblical, anti-gospel, diseased thinking, sin-filled process of thinking that you can have. And that is straight from Satan. He is using, Satan is using you to cause a divide in Christianity because you are saying that you are right and you want to publicly proclaim to people that this person is not only wrong, but that you are better and more knowledgeable than them. You can tell that I'm very passionate about this topic. Social media is a fantastic resource, and I keep saying this. But it is not, and let, let me repeat, it is not the avenue in which you should advance your agenda. Because either you're not educated enough to do so, or you are approaching it in the most prideful, bitter heart 
that Satan will use to divide Christianity, and it's obvious that he has. It is clear that he has. Now, this isn't just um, things that happens in Christianity. So say a Christian brother or sister posts something that is very, uh, you know, Republican or conservative, and then a liberal brother or sister comes up and comments and says, like, no, you're wrong, like, this is the process, or whatever. It's not just within the Christian community, right? It is also within uh, the atheist community. So, like, uh, an atheist brother, an atheist, you know, family member or an atheist uh, friend might post something. And then you might feel the need to comment on that. Let me tell you something. If, and, and this, it's difficult because I'm not saying don't stand up for what is right. We are a just religion. We need to be standing up for justice. We need to be standing with the oppressed. We need to be uh, aiding our friends and family who are hurting. That was Jesus's ministry, helping the oppressed. Right? But you going to someone who uh, is pro-abortion and and just saying, no, you're wrong, is not the way, that is not not carrying out justice the way Scripture tells us to carry out justice. I'm going to whip out my Bible here real quick uh, and and open to Micah. Just give me one second because I didn't have this prepared. But we read in Micah something really interesting. And... um, I love, this is actually um, one of my life verses because I absolutely love this verse. But Micah 6a, uh, 6.8 says this. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Those are three aspects of what God requires of us. And sometimes we feel like we just need to carry out justice and that's it. And we forget the love and kindness and we forget to walk humbly with God. Half the time, Christians who are carrying out justice are doing it from the most prideful, on right heart that I have ever seen in my life. And it's difficult. It is extremely difficult to know when to say something. But brothers and sisters, you're not going to fix anything. If someone posts something to social media, whether it be about uh, gay rights or this this whole LGBTQ, WTSH, whatever movement and uh, pro-choice, you're not going to change their mind over social media. It's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, social media is not the platform to... Uh, to do that. Half the reason the pro-choicers and uh, these LBTQ, WRT, whatever people post to social media, the half the reason they do it is to get people like you or me to comment on that to then just just start an uproar, to start a, a, a huge battle between Christians and non-Christians. And it just shows that we are not grace-filled, gospel-centered, people-loving people. It doesn't mean what you're saying is wrong. It doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong. But you're not going to change someone's mind via social media. And I'm not someone that usually makes very objective statements like that. The only time I feel comfortable making an objective statement is when it's pulled directly from the Bible. 
And I'm not one to make objective statements like this very often when I can't, like, I can't go in the Bible and turn to Luke 8 and read, don't post on social media your political or re religious opinion. Like, I can't find that in the Bible. However, through my experience and through my, uh, just through being on social media for a few years now, it is evident that when someone posts something to social media, their mind is made up. Pro-choicer's mind is made up. You cannot convince someone who's pro-choice to not be pro-choice. You can share the gospel with them and have the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ literally take them from dead to alive. You can do that. But you cannot convince someone who does not recognize their sin that what they're doing is wrong. You just can't do it, especially over the platform of social media. Um, we, we talked about this in a question and answer episode a while ago. And we talked about homosexuality and how, how it was a sin. Biblically, homosexuality is a sin. But I cannot go to people who are practicing homosexuals and not in the faith and force my, uh, you know, Christian standards on them. They're not believers. It's wrong of me to say, okay, you guys have to follow these rules because this is right. No, what you need to be focused on as Christians is sharing the life transforming power giving, uh, power of the gospel like that's what your goal should be when you go into a conversation with someone it should not be hey let me change your mind because your thinking is wrong or your political stance is wrong or your morals are wrong or your ethics are wrong no stop it stop you might be right fantastic what you need to be focused on is coming alongside those people, loving those people, and leading them to the cross because that is the only life-changing transformation uh, thing that can happen. You're not going to change their life. You're not going to get them to follow the rules of the Bible. You're not going to, you're not even going to convert them. That's all God's job. Please leave it to God. Please, Christians, please leave it to God. I have fallen into this trap too many times and I've done this too much to know the aftermath of what it produces. And it produces a connotation of Christianity from non-Christians that we are a bunch of legalistic, hateful people and we just cult, we're just a cult and we just, we just want to hate everyone and we just don't want to love people. That's what non-Christians think of us. Because we are so focused on and so centered around making people conform to our morals and standards instead of giving them the gospel that transforms their inner heart that will change the morals and their ethics and, and the difficulties with it. We're trying to change from the outside in when really the change needs to happen from the inside out. And it's depressing and it's heartbreaking to watch Christians fall into this trap over and over and over again. It's depressing. And, and that's not what Christianity was meant to do. If you read the Great Commission, uh, 
You read what we are called to do as Christians. We are not called to go out and change political stances. We are not called to go out and to make homosexuals straight. We are not called to go out and to make liberals Republican or Republican liberals. We are called to make disciples who are intimately in tune with Jesus Christ. And then we leave everything up to Jesus because we have absolutely no power in ourselves to convince anyone of anything. All we have the power to do is to drive people away from Christianity. And we're obviously, unfortunately, doing a pretty good job at it. So take this as my open letter to not only Christianity, but to myself. Like, I needed to say these things. I needed to talk some of these things out because I am as much as in fault as everyone else. I do it all the time. I see posts on Facebook and I'm like, this is just wrong thinking. Like, I can't believe someone would think like that. I had someone tell me that it was our responsibility to take life away from children who are unborn. That's the responsible thing to do. You know how difficult it was for me to respond with the gospel. I wanted to respond and my gut feeling was to respond. How can you say that? Like, like look at the science behind it and look at when you know babies become people. But to be honest, they don't care about when babies become people because they don't regard life the way Christians do. And so responding with the gospel is the only way to transform that mode of thinking. To come alongside them lovingly is the only way to transform that thinking. And it's not even us doing the transforming. It is all 100% God. It was difficult to respond with the gospel. Those are never words that Christians should say. That is never something that a Christian should say. It's difficult to respond with the gospel. It should be our joy to come along people who have different political views than us. It should be our joy to execute justice for the oppressed and to come along those who are struggling and going through difficulty. It should be our joy to love people with different political uh, opinions as us. It should be our joy to come along uh, people who are, are contemplating abortion or maybe even have gone through an abortion. It should be our joy to come alongside drug addicts and it should be our joy to come alongside alcohol addicts and people who have put themselves in life situations that we don't agree with morally. It should be our joy to come alongside those people because we genuinely want to see the life-transforming gospel that God has graciously given us take effect on them. That is why we should find our joy in coming alongside and loving people. This is my open letter to you Christians. To us Christians, to me, to the white evangelicals, to the oppressed uh, people, to the uh, all the different sides, and to the Arminians, and to the Calvinists, and to the fundamentalists, and to the Roman Catholics, and to the Orthodoxians, and to all these people as Christians, as fellow believers, this is my open letter. Let's change our thinking 
Let's love people. Let's have grace on people the same way God had grace on you and you did not deserve it. And the same way God had mercy on you by withholding his wrath from you. Let that motivate your love. Let that motivate your responses to people. And let that motivate your entire life. Guys, thank you for listening. I know I've rambled on. Um, It was a rant. It was. It was an open letter and I needed to say it. And I hope no one is offended by these things. But Christians, as your brother in Christ, I think it's time to lovingly call out the masses, the church here. It would be impossible for me to bring a brother with me in Christ and approach the entire church. So please regard this as um, a grace-filled love message to the church. Let's change our thinking. Let's love Jesus. Let's get in tune with Jesus. Let's, Let's be filled with the Spirit and let's have that motivate us to share the gospel and make disciples of all nations. We have some really just amazing things coming up on the podcast. We have some awesome interviews coming up. We have some awesome opportunities coming up. And I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes. But um, I'm just so excited. Like God has really just left me speechless with what the podcast is doing. Uh, And hopefully we'll have some merch coming. Hopefully we'll have some merch coming soon. Um, But... Don't don't take my word on that. That's expensive for me to do. So I don't have money, unfortunately. But yeah, guys, you are awesome. You're a one of a kind. You uh, you can email me anytime. If you had a problem with this episode, email me. Don't post to the Grace Nation page. Don't go public with it. Just email me and let's talk about it. Um, my email is gracenationministries at yahoo.com. You can get connected with us on Facebook slash Grace Nation Ministries, uh, Twitter at Grace Nation Men, Instagram, Grace Nation Ministries. There are so many ways for y'all to get in touch with me. And I hope you guys take advantage of those because um, I love talking to you guys and I love getting to know you guys and I love knowing my audience and I love uh, all that stuff. So yeah, take advantage of those things. Um, and I'm just so excited for next week. We have an awesome episode coming next week. So guys, prepare for that. I'm excited. All right. Until next time, bringing grace to the family. Wow. Bringing grace to the nation's family. Until next time, take care and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.